Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about vegetables deluxe. All right, man. Yeah. Aaron, what are some of your favorite vegetables? <laughs> that's the most expired up I've ever been about vegetables. Well, right that's there. what I was going to ask you. You know, <laughs> I want to dive deep into your relationship with the crunchy legume. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what, what are some of your favorite vegetables? Well, I like uh, I like your green beans, your mm-hmm. peas. All right. Now, let me ask you a question about green beans, because this is important. Do you like the garden-grown green beans, or do you like a good canned green bean? Because they taste different. I like them both, man. Mm. Uh, uh, and Now, you know, the uh, the grandparents used to grow the beans in the old yard. My mom and dad still occasionally will grow some green beans on the old back porch, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, but uh, I like canned ones, too. It doesn't matter. They're a vehicle for salt, often. That's big yes. facts. Yes. And butter, to a certain degree. I like your corn gotta have that do you like uh do you like off the cob or do you just like it in the in the can i like anything that's not cream don't, I don't like, like the, the cream, cream corn okay how does that even exist well i mean what the hell is that it, I, i've often wondered you know because to some extent it makes sense why we have pickled things because pickling is a way to preserve food when you yeah. add cream to a vegetable what are you getting out of that what's the what's the end game sick yeah i don't know i've never understood that makes it makes it go back quicker I don't, I don't know. know. It's weird, Stuff and I don't like it. I will say this: speaking of vegetables, like I don't like tomato soup, but I mm-hmm. love cream of tomato soup. Right? Oh, so a bit of just, a hypocrite. Bit of a hypocrite. Just saying there. that makes me ill. Mm. It's one of those things my mom fed me, and I didn't know what was in it. And she'd load it up with crackers. Like, man, this is some good eat. And then, like years passed, and finally, I'm like, I went out. I remember going out to the store and buying some like tomato, you know, tomato soup, pouring it in a bowl. I'm like. This sucks. What did I do wrong? And I was like, oh, yeah, you got to add a bunch of milk to it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> but it worked. You know? It does. You know, what I've discovered about soup is I can palate almost anything. If you if you, you like if you crumble up enough of those, uh, what do they call them? Like zesty crackers, those saltines. You yeah. just crumble them up until the soup becomes just a solidified mass. Then you shovel that into your face with a spoon. <laughs> you put enough crackers in it to where you can turn the bowl upside down. That's right. If it all stays in there, you're golden. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's like chicken noodle soup. I love that up with the old crackers yeah 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 now are are you would you say that you go to panera bread often i would say that i hate panera bread and never go there really that's so you've right. never experienced a, a bread bowl of soup before no i have been to panera bread but i don't go there now mm. uh, you know was there I've something not, not, that happened yeah they're overpriced their menu stinks their help sucks and the fact that the end as as the last kick in the pants after you pay them a thousand dollars for your meal, they they rip a chunk of bread off a loaf with their bare hands and just throw it in the bag. That's that's does that how's that for you? Does that do it for you? <laughs> well, I'm paying I, for that. <laughs> you know, that I the thing about Panera is is that it's the only place you can go to get a good bread bowl. Where else are you going to go? Uh, that's not the only place you can go for a bread bowl. You know, like uh, there's a lot of Mexican restaurants that have the bread what? bowl. You're out like of your that. mind. Yeah. I believe you... the, uh, I think the old, uh, listen in Mexico, they don't the even bread. eat bread. It's oh, all tortillas it. over there. No, they got bread. What's the deal with bread bowls? By the way, I think about KFC has a bread bowl. Uh, but anyways, I don't get bread bowls. I want bowls or bread. I don't. Why is it other stuff made out of bread? Why don't we eat with bread forks and spoons, bread napkins, so bread the idea, everything? Because this idea has always captivated me. The whole like the food is in itself is its own package. You know, like think about how great it would be if you could eat the packaging for every food that you ate. Yeah, but you drop the packaging. You know what I'm saying? You grab the package with your grubby, dirty hands and carry the package in. The the cat might lick the package. Do you want to eat that? You're sort of turning me off on this idea that I've had now. If it was made of food, you would have ants on the package. You would have all kinds of critters on the package. 
that's no horrible. That's a horrible idea, Boat. I mean, yeah, yeah it would be environmentally safe. What you got to come up with is some sort of package that's edible, but no one else, no other animals want that dirt doesn't stick to. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it's soy based. I, I think they call that candy corn. I like no, well, I like candy corn, but personally, but just think but about it. Fat guy. Dirt doesn't stick to it. Animals don't like it. It's candy corn. Candy corn packaging candy for corn everything. Into a package. What you just flatten it out? You take a rolling pin and you what flatten it out. What is candy corn? <laughs> is there, there's, nothing, there's no corn in there. There's no it's corn. Just, in isn't there. it a bunch of sugar and some uh, something to make it stick together? Xanthan gum. Is that what that is? I think that's what that is. Xanthan. Yeah. It sounds like a Batman villain. It. <laughs> it does. I was just thinking that. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Let's leave this uh, scintillating conversation. What? And move over. We got some big news. We got two big articles this week over at everythingamiga.com. We do. We have big, they're huge articles, but if I may say, actually, I haven't read, haven't read either one because I didn't know they were up there. So they're on my list. The first one here, the dunk, our good buddy, the dunk is at it again. He's got a review here. The ultimate floppy emulator. Uh, This is a gimmick from uh, our good friend over in, Espanol, Spain, Edu Arana. Maker this, of the Unamiga, correct? Yes, it is, among other things. This is a gimmick that plugs into the into your uh into your uh floppy drive connector on the back, and then you can put a USB up in it, and then bam, there you go. Uh, it's sort of like a uh, uh sort of like a the GoTech cut out the middleman, mm-hmm. and this is what they came up with right here. It's a pretty, it's a pretty wild looking unit. This is the first time I've really seen one up close like that. Look at that big buzzer or something on there. That's, That's a wacky. rotary knob. Oh, is that what that is? Yes. I liked it better when it was a buzzer. <laughs> you know, because I, I can just picture it. I just randomly just me. Yeah. <laughs> but look at that. I mean, the problem, of course. What What do you think the problem with this thing? The is, problem right? is, is that it sticks out of the back of your computer, much like the RF adapter, which just <laughs> invites invites pain. Yeah, so what you got to get here is, well, if you could do like, there's two options here. My favorite one is from Doug, Doug, 10 Mark, who just turned his entire unit backwards and stuck it. That's the way he does it. That's the way Doug, and, Doug, and the funny thing about it, Doug's like, yeah, I'll leave it like this anyway. He's going to access all this crap. So you could turn your whole unit around backwards. The other angle is to get some sort of, uh, like a floppy cable basically an extension cable and use mm-hmm. it regardless uh, you're probably going to want to put this thing in some sort of case there's a lot of exposed circuit board there wouldn't want anything to, to happen to it i don't think yeah, i don't you know do you leave a lot of exposed circuit boards around in your equipment oh, do i are you kidding me i'm not gonna waste money unexposed circuit boards this thing is just set out mm. i see this thing's got a switch on it here uh, i'm assuming yeah that's a that's a drive zero drive one smart switch there uh, so I guess you could theoretically you could probably mount this internally if you wanted to, or I don't guess it would make the dr- external drive drive zero. That'd be nice too if you could do that. So it still looks pretty good. Ed Dew's got some very clever stuff, uh, and this looks like uh, looking over it. The circuit board looks pretty simple, so there's probably not a lot of uh, pitfalls in that department. And it looks like he's got a uh, uh, a decent little display on that. Looks like a pretty good unit. Yeah, and so yeah, man. The, the dunk is going to check this sucker out. I will say I like when the dunk looks over. So we can look here at the back at the back end of this just to summarize it. He's, the dunk writes a great device, recommended. Very easy to use, flexible, uh, great for data preservation. Could use a case, good one, boat. And Thank lastly, you. he'd like to see a, a version that's built into the Unamiga. Well, there you go. So that wouldn't be a bad idea, there? though, right? I mean, could, would you th- well, as an Unamiga owner yourself, do you think the Unamiga would benefit from such a device? Well, I'll tell you something, Boat. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I guess so. I, it would probably be pretty good. I'm not happy with the Unamiga right now, uh, but uh, once I get over it and I go back there to reflash it and try to salvage it, I, I mean, it's a great little device. Uh, and I, it does have built-in, uh, it does have the built-in, you know, it. I mean, really, you don't need this. It's got a sort of a built-in GoTech already, so you really don't need this. Mm. Uh, this that. So it's technically it's already there. I mm. guess to summarize. Anyway, there you go. We got another article up here too, Boatster. Uh, this one here from our good buddy Jack Flack. Yes, Rob O'Hara in the chat. 
I think Dunk might be in there too, actually. Uh, this is Auto Duel. And look who wrote this bad boy. Did you see this? I By saw Lord that. Lord British and Chuckles. <laughs> and this, I want to know, does Chuckles have an adjoining castle to Lord British at this time? Something tells Texas. me that that's the jester at the, at the <laughs> castle. <laughs> He's jumping around trying to entertain Lord British. Uh, I. It's funny that, that he would put this up because we actually were talking about this uh, and Car Wars a while back. Car Wars was an old Steve Jackson uh, sort of a pen and paper game. I wouldn't call it a role-playing game. It was more of a, you know, one of those wacky little games from the 70s mm-hmm. where you would race cars. I've actually played it a few times, and it was fun. It's a fun little game. Uh, they fleshed out the uh, Car Wars universe quite a bit uh, after I jumped out of it. I think they actually turned it into a full-fledged role-playing game. Uh, this game I am familiar with came out from Origin. And this looks like the flax are just going over. Man, I haven't seen these screens where I can't tell you how long. So you uh, played this back in the day. I had a cup of coffee with it. Mm. You know, I, the the video. But you you played version. you played the pen and paper version more than you. I've did played the both. Video game, yeah. I've played I've played them both. But it's been I mean this game came out. God, I don't know when it came out. I'm sure he mentions it in here. Anyway, if you're into uh, if you're into auto dueling stuff, or if you're into car wars, or if you're just into uh, some awesome writing. Uh, that only the flat can provide. Give this a whirl. It's pr- it's going to be some good stuff there. I- I'm going to read that directly after we finish the show tonight. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Let's move on over to the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel. A lot of action right, on here man. this week for sure. Let's see where we left off here, Boat. Um, gosh, where did we leave off? I'm looking over our list here. Um, okay, so I guess I should mention what me and the Brent got up to on Sunday. We rolled the Super Nintendo boat. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, I told everyone I was going to try to take some sort of European ex, uh, exclusive. Looking back on that, some. would you have changed your opinion, <laughs> given given the relative popularity of this episode? No, I'm glad I did it, and I'll tell you why. Hey, we both like Archer McLean, right? Uh, I like mm-hmm. Drop Zone, and so Super Drop Zone was not bad. I mean, it wasn't crap. It wasn't uh, crap, no. It was, uh, I would say it's a subpar for that system. Yes. You know, the Super Nintendo is capable of much more. And it's also sort of a subpar drop zone, too. They could have done a lot of things to make it a lot better. They could have. They could have. Uh, Brent picked Michael Jordan's uh, uh, Trouble in the... Uh, Chaos in the Chaos Windy City. Chaos in the Windy City. Now, I know everyone buried this game, and I don't know if you listened to the show. Yes, but, I did. But I did not bury this, neither did Brent. Uh, Brent actually, actually gave a pretty pretty well-thought-out defense of this game. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I'm still no fan of this game. I still think it's it's not very much fun. But the way that Brent explained it, it and especially, you know, as, as we've talked about on the Discord, the whole seventh worst game of all time by no. Nintendo Power. No. no possible way this is the seventh this worst This is not game on the time. list. This no. actually is an okay game. Right, I mean, right. And the thing is, You've got this, Mike. I saw some people like, oh, they just stuck Michael Jackson there. No. This, I can guarantee you this game was built for Michael Jordan because it's got all kinds of crazy stuff that they did. I mean, there's a lot of uh, Jordan-esque content stuffed in here. Sure. And and plus, I mean, is it stupid? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, also, so is the Cowboys of Moon Mesa or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a lot of dumb games that revolve around an idiotic premise. I don't see why people think it's so stupid for a basketball star to go out and try to rescue people, but they're totally fine with a, a large talking cow doing it or a large uh, mutated reptile. Yeah, I mean, good Lord, it's a video game. It's all stupid crap. It's Come all on. stupid crap. I think that should be the tagline for video games. Listen, you, you've played Ninja Baseball Batman. If Trust me, there is nothing goofier on Earth than that. And I mean, and... I'm not saying this game's as good as that, but I'm saying anything goes. Oh, that's the whole point of video games. Yeah. And I liked it. I'm no huge Jordan fan either. I mean, he was a great basketball player, but I mean, as a guy, he's sort of a goof. Boy, you've been down on basketball players all evening. That's not true. I like tons of basketball players. I I mean, he's not my favorite. You're down on the bark? You're down on the Jordan? Oh, listen, the bark's way worse than the Jordan. Mm. All that said, Boat, I recommend giving uh, Trouble in the Windy City or Chaos. I mean, it's it's not that bad. Uh, moving down the line here, we mentioned on the show, Brent went over this sort of like top 20 Super Nintendo games of all time list. And one of the games on it was this game called Tetris Attack that we'd never heard of. Right. And Brent's like, he's like, how the hell did this get on the list? Well, 
Jack Flack to the rescue. He would he got up on his stream. He played the heck out of this game. Yeah, this is one. This good. is one that I I I'd never played before, and I was sort of really? scratching my head too. Uh, I I just you know a lot of those Tetris games. There were a million of them that came out, and uh, I I missed a lot of them. So uh, I'm glad that Flack went back and played this. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, and a good stream as always. Had a great time. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen a bad stream from the Flack. No, it was no. it was good stuff. Uh, plus added bonus content where he just does stuff that has nothing to do with video games, which I'll, he, I believe this one. Yeah, it was. He showed off a bunch of his SNES co- cart copiers. But yeah, yeah. He's sort of famous awesome. for those. He's got the uh, plus some, the Super Wildcat and all that stuff. He showed some footage or some photos from him displaying these at like a show. It was mm. really interesting. Um, so there you go. Now, you know, I, I, this one, I got to say, I, I just saw this pop up before I was getting ready for the show. I don't know how I missed this. All the Sega arcade games that made their way to the Sega Master System. Bo, tell us about this one. Yeah, so this comes to us from the one and only Chris Folds, which oh. I must I must relate a humorous story. I don't know if you saw this on Discord or not, but you know, Chris no. just started a new job at a, at a rather large business in the UK, a rather large technology company. Yeah, and uh, he was listening to uh, and uh, and he was in a meeting, you know, in a, some sort of an all hands meeting. And when it got to him, and they were like Chris, and when and some guy in the room said. Chris Folds, he knew, <laughs> he knew. <laughs> so we had a listener in the office. That's right, that's right. I love that. Well, this looks great, Bo. I don't, I didn't. This snuck past me. So I guess Folds is playing all the Sega arcade games. They got a ma- Master System port. Right, right. That's awesome. I'm gonna watch and, the crap uh, out of that. One of the uh, Sun Team actually comments on this. Fantasy Zone Two was actually a Master System original that was later ported to the arcade. I bet that didn't happen too often, where a game from the Master System goes back and becomes an arcade game. Pretty cool. I love it. Good stuff. Good for you, Folds. It looks great. Keep up the good work, man. Everyone, check that out. That looks great. Now. Here's a little something that got, I guess this, we just kind of shuffled this in, but actually it did pretty good. I'm surprised. So, uh, just for fun, I played hours and hours of arcade games. I mean, that's pretty, (laughs) it's sort of, I just got, I put all my, turned all my crap on. In fact, I didn't know when I was going to stop or how long I was going to go. And so I just played loads and loads of arcade games. So if you want to see me play loads and loads uh, of arcade games while talking to myself in the chat, you're in. I mean, I play everything from I play Elevator Action. I got some Donkey Kong in there. I know I play some Stun Jungle Runner, some Wizard of War. No, nobody talks about Stun Runner that much. I always thought that was a pretty cool game. I love Stun Runner. You know, some Zookeeper. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I flipped over to one to uh, Dave's channel. He was doing a live stream, and sure enough, he's leads. He's playing Zookeepers. So there's plenty of Zookeeper fans out there. So if you want to watch the, your your buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron, play some arcade games, bam, you're in. Now, speaking of your good buddies, oh, this right here, Boat, tell the people what we got here. All right. So uh, we have a, uh, you know, a newer contributor to the YouTube channel, our own Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky. Yeah. Uh, Paul is a huge ZX Spectrum guy. He brings to the table a body of knowledge that we can't even approach. And uh, this is his latest video. This is exploring vintage type-in games for the ZX Spectrum. Basically, what Paul does is he gives you a little, a uh, little of his own history with type-in programs. He kind of thumbs through the book a little bit, tells you about what's in there, and then he actually types in one of these programs and sees if it works. Now, he doesn't actually type it in in real time because, I mean, this is not slow TV Amigos version. But he, he does. He, he, he yeah, <laughs> he 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 puts it in there, and then he sort of fast forwards time a little bit, and then he runs it. And then he plays the game. So there's, I don't think there's a lot of content uh, on on YouTube about these type-in games. And tons and tons and tons of people use these things back in the day because this is how you got new games. You know, you got a book or you got a magazine. You typed in the program and away you went. So thank you to Hermsky for, for putting this up here. And I hope he does more of these. You know, I got to tell you something. And I can't be the only one that shook their fist in rage when that first round of rats ate that wheat. Those bums, because I didn't know there were rats in the game. And so he fed the, the first year, Hermsky's people ate like freaking kings, man, <laughs> in that game. They were all, they were using wheat to, as clothes. They were sleeping on it. And then the rats came, and the rats really screwed them big time. It was brutal. I loved it, though. Good stuff. That was great stuff from the Herm. I give that a Herm firm 10 out of 10 vote. Yes, absolutely. Now, here we go. Speaking of, uh, uh, of a genius type, Bam. 
I haven't got to see this yet, unfortunately, because I had to work. This is our buddy, Frodo. And Frodo gets his ColecoVision on. I can't wait to see this because you know me, but I'm a big fan of the ColecoVision. Yeah, man. Uh, Frodo's streams are always gold. Have you played that game, by the way? No, no. That's right up your alley, Boat. I remember you guys covered you guys covered it on uh, on ARG, right? It's, oh uh, man, there's another good one. BC's Quest for Tires. Love I have that played game. that. I have played Grid that. That's Runner. a great game. That's a great. You game. know, the ColecoVision is is probably the most solid because it's a smaller library. It's probably got the greatest percentage of just top tier titles of any of the you know first generation consoles. The it only thing that lot, lets it down is the controller. A lot of crap you know? to it, yeah. And it was capable. You know, it's so yeah. funny that we cover so many systems on ARG that are similar, very similar to the uh, ColecoVision, but they just don't have the games it does. It's I mean the right. hardware is very similar. You right. know, but <clears throat> but uh, and I'm assuming Fredo was using his. Uh, Fredo, were you using your uh, Mister? I'm assuming on this. Yeah, yeah, it's Looks right great. there in the uh, right there in the description. And there is the uh, there's the game that made that that put the ClickoVision on the map, Boaster. Uh, the packing game to end all packing games. That, that packing launched a thousand ships. If it oh, wasn't man. for the atom and all of the completely, you know, uh, ill-timed decisions made around the atom, we might be playing, you know, the ColecoVision right up there with the Xbox and the PlayStation and the Switch. I love my atom. It's right here. And <laughs> I had to modify the heck out of it. It could break all, at any moment, boat. But you're all fifty-five pounds of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it does a good job on output. It really does. It's way better than the ClickoVision I've got. So anyway, good stuff there for Frodo. Frodo's live streams are always top shelf, boat. Yeah, we we love his stuff. You got anything to add? Hey, what did you and uh, Neil get up to this week? You I'm glad you asked. Yeah, uh, we talked about the long lost. Uh, Game Boy PDA. Did you ever have a PDA back in the day, Aaron? No, no, I didn't have one. You never had a Palm Pilot or anything? No. Pfft, I was. Me? I'm not made a wad. I was, you know, even when I was a kid, I remember going to Radio Shack when I was a kid, and I saw this little handheld device that had baseball statistics in it. You know what I'm talking about? Have you have you seen one of these things before? It was yes. like the size of a business card, but of course it was thicker. And it had a little yeah. two-line display, and you could type in any baseball player's name, and it would give you his statistics. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is freaking Star Wars, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so w- when PDAs came out, um, you know, I, I had to get one. I had to get one. So I got, But before then, I saw this spread in 1992 in Nintendo Power, this thing called the Workboy. It was a two-page spread, and the keyboard was laid out across the two pages. So you could sort of imagine typing on it. And when I say imagine typing on it, I mean pretend like you're typing on it because I did that constantly. Okay? Nerd. So anyway, people thought that this thing was never released. They thought that, you know, maybe they made a, a copy of it and it was somewhere deep in the in the the Nintendo vault. But it turns out that the CEO of the company that manufactured it kept one of the the prototypes. And so there's this guy on YouTube and he wrote to the guy and he's like, Hey, can I try and make it work? And he's like, yeah. And so he sent it over to him. And uh, it turns out that it needed a cartridge to make it work. Uh, just the the unit itself wasn't enough. But do you remember, Aaron, earlier in the summer, there was this huge Nintendo leak where all this source code and stuff made its way onto the internet. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yes. It was a huge story. Well, anyways, part of that leak, the ROM for the Workboy was included in that. So he was able to burn that ROM onto a cartridge and load it up and go. And so the Workboy has been resurrected. So that was that was sort of the, the big story uh, this week on This Week in Retro. But we also talked about the uh, the uh, the Souk competition, the shoot 'em up construction kit for the C64 oh. Oh, is yeah. holding its, its annual competition. There's a new Acorn uh, book out there, Acorn, A World in Pixels, and they've also rediscovered a lost Tomb Raider that was originally supposed to be reskinned for yeah. uh, Indiana Jones. That yeah. project fell through. They reskinned it again, Aaron. This game was reskinned twice, this time for the National Treasure movie. Remember that, that, <laughs> that gem of cinema? I didn't see that one. I'm not going to lie to you, but I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a good week over on uh, This Week in Retro. You can check that out over on the This Week in Retro YouTube channel. Very good, Bo. Very good. Sounds great. All right, Aaron. Let's go. Let's dive deep. Or to use a phrase I hate, let's get stuck into the Amiga News for this week. Amiga News. 
All right, Aaron, we're going to kick it off with, uh, let's see here. I Oh, we've got uh, the Lemon Amiga, Aaron, has yes, been sir. relaunched. Remember, Lemon went through some tough times uh, a couple weeks ago. They got hacked. A bunch of passwords got out there. It was a, it was yeah. a bad time. Well, I think Lemon took this opportunity to take stock of itself and relaunch in a new and better way. And so Lemon Amiga has a, a brand new layout. It's much more... Uh, I wouldn't really call it modern. I think they moved up from web 1.0 to web 2.0, uh, but it's it's still an improvement over the last one. Uh, they've made it much, much easier to access forum posts to post reviews. Plus, they've got the same database that we literally could not do the show without. Uh, we, you know, yeah. Lemon is, is, is an indispensable resource. So kudos yeah. to Kim Lemon. I'm not sure how involved Kim Lemon is anymore after talking to a couple of folks at Amiga Ireland. I think he's sort of the figurehead, but there's there's the real action goes on behind the scenes uh, of uh, Lemon Amiga. So make sure if you haven't been in there in a while, check it out. Uh, Lemon is, is one of the top, top sites uh, for Amiga fans. Very good. Uh, up next, Amiga Bill, the Guru Meditation, has released a brand new video, Aaron, and this is all about the GoX floppy drive replacement. You know, we just got done talking about the uh, the the floppy drive emulator that is yeah. uh, that 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 Edu makes. There's the GoTek, the trusty GoTek. This is sort of the next generation of all that stuff. So yeah. what what this is, and yeah. I watched this today. You know, Bill is one of these guys, he's just like RMC. You've got guys that just, they, they know what they're doing when it comes to making a video. And uh, and he breaks this thing down. Basically, what this thing is, is it functions the same as a GoTech. The difference is it's not so big and bulky. It is actually manufactured to fit inside of an Amiga 500, of an Amiga 1200, without having to do things to the case. You mean things. like this one? Yes. Yeah. Just like that. So that is uh, so Bill basically talks about, you know, the all of the features. There's a buzzer in there that, that mimics the sound of an Amiga hard drive, which you or the, the floppy drive moving, which he really likes. Ignore There's that. an OLED display that uh, that 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 is really cool that it actually it extends out sort of like what you did with the GoTex that you've installed there and where you have an extension cable. It runs up and you put that display right on top of the machine itself. So uh, I think yeah. they probably looked at your Amiga 600 and said, man, this is what we need to do. And they they, they copied that in the GoX. Well, so here's Bill, the funny thing about the GoX. OK, I've okay. had one for like a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I was surprised to see this come out like it was brand new hardware. I was like, I was watching well, this video. It's like, you got to see is, this new I, item. I believe <laughs> that this is a new thing. This is the GoX on pills, which I believe uh -huh. has, uh, has, has, uh, it can be controlled with your keyboard and can display on your monitor. So I think yeah, that the GoX is old. The GoX on pills may be new. He, he didn't hook that part up because he said it would mm -hmm. require you to get in there and solder points on your board, which I don't blame mm -hmm. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can tell you uh, the little rotary dial thing that he's piddling with, mm -hmm. that's way better. The only thing that worries me is it's uh, is it, how long will that thing last? Sure, it just, I mean, I'm sure. Not, it doesn't feel flimsy. It just, I'll You just I'll wonder worry. about things like that. Parts wear down, yeah. Yeah, and also, the, I will say the beeper and stuff, it works great. Uh, uh, it sounds cool. It lets you know what's going on. The little screen works great. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I got this thing. It's funny. Uh, I was in. I was trying to get a GoTech for the eight for the twelve hundred. After I took the one out of it, gave it, put it in the six hundred, which you've got. And uh, uh, I was like, "Hey, this is three dollars cheaper." <laughs> and it and this screen looks pretty cool. Yeah, Go yeah. Heck. I mean, why would you? I, I don't understand. And maybe you know because you you know a lot about these things. Why would you get a GoTech and not a GoX? You would not is the answer okay. because the GoTechs okay. are old and these are these are, these are this is next evolution of them. Right, I the GoTech just sort of has that name recognition. That's why people know about there, it. But this is really the better device. Yeah, there's probably some geek that could tell you reasons why the GoTech's better for some. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's for so you could put it in your synthesizer or some crap. But all I can tell you is, I didn't have. Trust me, I'm no genius. I got it because it was cheap. GoEc was cool. It came with that little screen, and I was like, "Hey, this looks great. I'll put this in the twelve hundred, and it, when it worked great, it installed easy. I only had to cut away, I don't know, six or seven internal parts. No, I'm just kidding. Didn't have to cut nothing, so that was disappointing. But it went in good, you know. I, now, 
in terms of the ability to control the uh, control the stuff through the keyboard, you know, with the mm -hmm. with the pills part. Right, uh, right. I mean, that's that's neat. I won't. I would probably never use that because they're in the sets. It's sitting right there. Yeah, uh, but it, I could, but I'm having not seen the software or anything. It may be awesome once you get all that stuff installed. I don't, I don't know. Right. But yeah. Right. So yeah, but I was surprised because I mean, like as far as I know, uh, the I mean, it's funny because even when I bought this and, and all the time since then, I've never heard of anyone talking about these things. So I don't know. I don't. It's not like I'm a genius. I just I, I don't know why. But so yeah, and of course, Bill is awesome. It, it's a great video. Yeah, uh, and the, yeah. and the thing about you know the thing about all of this retro stuff is. This was new to me. I didn't know that you I didn't know that you had it, or maybe you told me and I forgot, but it's yeah. evergreen. You know, people people are constantly discovering this stuff. And, you know, when you see it as presented as well as Bill does it, it's 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 worthwhile, even if it's not, you know, the the newest thing on the block. There you go. All right. We're moving on to our final story. And Aaron, I bet you're gonna wonder why I chose this story to post on the Amigos, because this is Nick Morantis's blog for the Tandy Color Computer 3. This is his new game Zero Hour that he's, he's working on for the Coco. And I bet you're wondering, well, why? what does this have to do with the Amiga? Well, I will tell you, Aaron. I know. Uh, if you go, if you, well, maybe you can tell us then. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. So uh, apparently Nick is using a program called Brilliance 2 on his Amiga to create the game tiles for this game, for... Yeah. Uh, zero hour. So how cool is that, that the Amiga is still being used in game development, not only for the Amiga, but on a completely different platform on the Coco. It's our two worlds colliding, Aaron. I believe Brilliance was, a, uh, as I recall, was a, like a, sort of like a deluxe paint style program back in the day. Okay. I, I also think Nick, uh, I'm pretty sure Nick mentioned that he used the Amiga to do some of the sounds in some of his games too. So, mm. uh, uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of neat. Hey, I love it. I love, and Nick's great. I wasn't zero hour. Someone out there could correct me, but wasn't zero hour the movie that was uh, parodied by Airplane? I do not know. I've never even seen Airplane. Yeah. Well, oh, 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 I can't believe that boat. My God. I know it's the one that. with the airplane. Yes, I remember the the the, the movie was it parodied it so closely that they just, before they even made airplane they just went and bought the rights to Zero Hour. It was a movie that came on like on the late 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 show, and they'd seen it so many times that that's where they got the idea to actually parody it, make airplane. So there you go. All right, well, someone will correct that's, me. That's going to wrap it up for this week's Amiga News, Aaron. It's sort of a light news week, but that's to be expected at this time of year. Yeah. Let's roll on, shall we, to Vegetables Deluxe. Yeah, okay, here we go. So Vegetables Deluxe Boatster. Now, you know, this is one we'd heard about for a while, uh, but I had never, I have to say, I, and I've seen it play, but I've never played it. Had, had you had you had any uh, experience with this before we stuck it on the Amiga? No, no. No. So this game uh, it was uh, released in 2019 for the Amiga. This thing got released on a bunch of different systems. I, I know there's a C64 uh, version of it. Uh, now, the the differences between Vegetables and Vegetables Deluxe uh, are I'm not 100%. I have not played the original. Have you played the original Vegetables mode? No. I haven't either. So I will say this had several different game uh, play uh, uh options and so i'm assuming that the originals didn't have them so i as i figure so uh again this was done by mike richmond uh and he is uh one he was uh i guess he's part of the gang over double-sided games uh and this is a puzzle game puzzle tile game people had a word for this uh in the discord i think they were calling it match three game yeah match That's three is the proper name for this genre so now this is a genre of game that I guess is big on cell phones. Is that right, Bo? Yeah. And oh, it started out. It started out on PCs. There's uh -huh. a game called Bejeweled that was okay, a, really was PopCap's first hit. Was a right. match three game, um, and uh, but it's of course it's taken off through games like Candy Crush and stuff that are on on cell phones because it's the perfect cell phone game. You can sort of just do it while you're wasting time. Yeah, right. Fair you go. So this thing made its way over to the Amiga. I believe, uh, in fact, according to the website here, this was written in, in Blitz Basic, uh, and it requires 512K of memory. Not too bad, but pretty light. Yeah, but This yeah. is an incredibly light game, uh, in all honesty. So what do you do in this? Well, it's pretty simple. You've got several different options of how you can play this. 
you can play it against the clock, You uh, which I didn't play it that much. Because I will say this game, one of the things I actually like about this is it's a game where you can be playing it and then you can just get up and leave <laughs> mm-hmm. for a while, come back. They've got a game called like I think it's called like supermarket or shopping or like grocery shopping where you where you actually have goals of the different vegetables you're supposed to knock out. Why don't you explain the because you could probably do it better? I mean, explain the gameplay premise in this. What is the what is the how does this work? Okay. Well, but before we go any further, we we did have some uh, real time follow up from the chat. Uh, apparently, vegetables. The original game was only available on the C sixty four. Vegetables you go. Deluxe was released for the C64, the Amiga, the ZX Spectrum, and the VIC-20. So that's, that, that's oh, the Oh, really? The VIC the got a copy, yeah, the too. That's kind of neat. Yeah. neat. So this game, basically, you're, you're greeted with a screen full of different vegetables that are represented as tiles. Okay, And your job is to drag a tile into position to make it match up with at least three other tiles. If you are able to match up more than three tiles, uh, well, then uh, you get extra junk, extra stuff, good stuff happens. So whenever you match three tiles, those tiles disappear and extra tiles slide down from the top to replace them. Okay, this is an endless game. It's just like Tetris. There's no there's no ending to it. Um, what you do is eventually you're going to run out of places where you can match three tiles together, either horizontally or vertically. And then you have to shuffle the screen. Okay. And the amount of shuffles that you get sort of work like your lives. Okay. So, uh, when you match four, uh, when you match four vegetables, you get a, I believe what happens is you get the whole row disappears. Yeah. If you yeah. match five vegetables, which seems very, very difficult to do, you get a new shuffle. Okay. So it's essentially like getting an extra life. And so what you do is you basically just sort of look at the screen. You analyze how you can get the most points by matching the most, you know, and there are, there, I guess there are, uh, there's mushrooms, there's peppers, there's carrots. I think there's a potato. There's an eggplant. Do you know the British word for eggplant, Aaron? Um, I don't. It's like aubergine or something like that. It's really? a weird word. It's a I weird word, and I don't that. like it. I don't like it at all. What so anyway, the, you got your eggplant. Listen, sorry, if it's go good ahead. enough for eggplant wizard, it's good enough for me. They didn't call him aubergine wizard. Um. Anyway, uh, now, there are things that get in your way. There are these things that they look like... Um, Oh, uh, what do they look like? They, they, they're sort of like Lego blocks. Yeah. Yeah. And they cannot be matched. They're just in your way all the time. There's no way to get rid of them. So that sort of impedes your progress too. Like you said, the, the different modes of the game are just variations on the same theme. None of the modes alters the gameplay itself. The gameplay itself is unchanging. The only thing that changes is the goals. Like in the in the shopping mode, you have a certain number of each vegetable to collect before you move on to a new screen. In classic mode, you just play, you just match until you can't match anymore. In countdown mode, you're running up against the clock. Again, just like you, I don't know why you'd want to play countdown mode unless you just like stressful activity. Because part of the fun, at least for me in these games, is these are games where you can sit back pour yourself a cold one and just sort of look at it and have fun looking at the animations. You know, one of the things about the vegetables is, you know, that they're, their faces, the vegetables have faces. We should, we should mention that because that's important. In the original vegetables game, there was a hint system where every so often the vegetables, like a vegetable that you could move to create a score would blink. Well, in this version, if you click the hint button, the vegetable will sort of wink at you. You know, it's winking at you. And so that that's kind of neat. Um, all the different the, the the different facial expressions on the the vegetables are amusing. Uh, this game has a pretty good soundtrack. You know, it's kind of it's got a bop and tune. Uh, if you get tired of the music, you can turn it off. Uh, there is only one. Um, there is only one tune in this game, which is slightly disappointing. You know, a lot of the best classic puzzle games, at least for you know the consoles like Doctor Mario and Tetris, you have multiple music choices, and it is further disappointing because the guy that wrote this game is actually a musician. I would have liked to have seen some more of his chops on display there, but maybe it has to do with the fact that this game fits on a single floppy. Who knows? But at any rate, Aaron, that's vegetables in a nutshell. It's a match three game. If you've played one, you've played them all. I I haven't played one. I mean, I, I maybe I have, but it's I, I I found the gameplay in this. I'm the only person on earth that found this fairly fresh. I mean, it's 
it was it didn't take me long to figure out what was going on you know uh, I should mention that the game also, aside from the mode you mentioned, has a has a thing called casual mode. I don't know what that that seems like. Uh, uh, they could have called it coma mode almost because you can play on that one for. I mean, it just is super slow. Well, there. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not slow or fast. It's not a time. No, I mean, it's just it's like nothing stops you from. I mean, there are hardly any Legos that come down. You so you could kind of sort of keep going for a long time with mm-hmm. casual mode. I like, like I said, the only mode I didn't play that much was the clock one, just because I, by the time I got, it was the last option, and the time I got to it, I'd already played the other one so much, I didn't want to have to be fast, basically. Also, I was incredibly slow. Did I mention that? What You were mentioning that, the, the hint system in this, okay? If you click the little hint button in the corner, like Boat said, the the right automatically, the faces will, the couple of the faces you can use to uh, make a puzzle piece will blink at you, right? Mm-hmm. The, I, something else I noticed that I don't like. If you take long enough, they'll just do that anyway, even if you don't hit the button. Oh, really? Okay, no I didn't good. realize that. I didn't like because that would always piss me off. Mm. And also, it makes me they, feel at dumb. that point. At that point, they're admitting they're telling you you're stupid. Yeah, that yeah. exactly. Yeah, I would. Since, that would get on my nerves too. I was infuriated, and 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 here's what makes it worse: by the fact that you didn't see that, mm-hmm. that tells me that I'm a real idiot. Right, right, right. For taking so long. <laughs> I actually, uh, you're right. The different modes are sort of irrelevant because it's the same basic bear, homie. It's the same game, just with a different you know thing. Um, I never matched five in a row. I can tell you that. Uh, also, I've matched four plenty of times, and some mm-hmm. and occasionally you'll get a bit where you can take out a row and a column. That's real exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is an inevitable march to your death. Um, I found the uh, uh, I found the vegetables, um, uh, not that attractive. <laughs> They're weird looking. I guess they're man. You're no basket of fruit yourself. What is that red thing? That's a red. No, it's a pepper. It's a pepper. That's a pepper. Yeah, it's a sad pepper. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. Do you know why the pepper's sad? Because people are constantly they're constantly mistaking him for a tomato. Oh, okay. There that's you go. that's well, truth. That's lore. I read that in a Mike Richmond interview. Actually, I think I I think no, I take it back. Tenmark did a review on this game back in the day. Yeah. And uh or maybe it wasn't back in the day cuz this is pretty new. But uh he uh and uh he actually interviewed Mike Richmond and asked him some questions and that was one of the questions is why is the pepper sad? Well, <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah. But that no, no, so Let's boil it down here. Let's boil the vegetables down. By the way, that, what, you don't like the vegetables that you're putting it out there. No, I well, I, they could have named. I would rather have seen a game called Carbs, or or like uh, uh, goodies, candy, grease. And really, I'll be honest with you. I, I I'm I'm only being partially uh, sarcastic there. I would have came up with a more exciting p- tile set than this. Well, okay, okay. Well, let's let's hash this out. What would you put for your tile set? I'm curious. Well, I don't know what's been previously done. It doesn't to be matter. With you. So if I'm releasing this commercially for money, I wouldn't do this. But I think it'd be cool to have like some Amiga like characters be the tile faces or something. I think that would have been more fun. Uh, or at, but at the bare minimum, I would have used candy, something that it's something that's more appealing than vegetables. I mean, vegetables, I mean, I know, hey, some people love them, but yeah, you know, well. not. I, not what I want to use, but anyway, that would have changed the gameplay. And the gameplay in this, I mean, really, this is this is as close. How can I put this? And this is meant to be complimentary. This is as close to a PD game concept as you can get, but they've put enough razzle dazzle in it to where I can see you could make some money off of it. How's that? Does that make any sense? Sure. I mean, it's you're matching three things. You're right. There's one song. I liked the song at first. Then I enjoyed it. Then I tolerated it. Then I hated it. Then I muted it because mm-hmm. it never stopped. It just right. it's much like the game. It was a relentless tune that never ended. I, now, I'm not ragging on it because I'm not going to lie. I played this game a lot. I mean, I played it for hours <laughs> because it's a game you can play while you're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. You can see why this game got over on cell phones because it's the perfect game for that. You know, just grab the mouse and, sc- and screw around. Uh, and I I did have a good time with it. But, I mean, this isn't like we've we've done games in the show like Sim Life and stuff where you read this huge pamphlet or a huge book. There's games that came with huge novels. This is the game. This is the so on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. You can set any idiot in front of it, even one like me, say, here, play this, and they will get some mild amusement out of it. I mean, that's pretty much the long and short of it, Boat. I disagree with you about the tile set. I okay. think that the tile set is great. 
I like the idea of vegetables with faces. I think the thing that's neat about vegetables is that they all have very recognizable shapes. So you know what they are. I mean, there are some like the pepper. You might think it's tomato. The, the mushroom kind of looks like a key. But you you sort of you know that they're all vegetables, okay? But they've got different faces, and the different faces have different expressions on them, okay? It's like freaking Snood. Remember Snood? Yeah. No. You don't remember Snood with affection, I see. I don't. See, I love Snood. You know why I love Snood? Because it had all those faces on it. The faces were funny. They'd smile at you. They'd scowl. That's what I like in a game. Give me some faces. That's all I, I don't have to know. say. Look, first of all, these get the 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 mushrooms and the the green things and the gray things are almost virtually identical except for the color. There's a lot. I mean, it's just this is not radical. Also, we're this is arguing over garbage. This this is irrelevant. I would like to have seen different pile uh, pieces on the tiles, but it's irrelevant to the game because it would have played the same. You could have sure. had me on there smiling well, I mean, and grinning yeah, that, and dancing. That, at some point, though, you have to put some personality in your game. If you just had colors up there, for example. Like, this game would not be nearly as much fun as if you had something on the tiles. It's like Mahjong, you know, or whatever we, we call Mahjong that's not really Mahjong. You know what I'm talking about. you got to have yeah. something on those tiles. I don't know how to play that. I wish I did. It looks it looks fancy, but I don't know how to play it. So, I uh, uh, was just looking over the page before we went live here, and I noticed at the bottom, I wanted to mention this, that uh, he, he credits some play testers, and one of the guys he credits is our good buddy, Mr. Cola. So that's yeah, cool. I did notice that. And the, the, this is the same guy that did Black Dawn Rebirth, the music for Black Dawn Rebirth. So this guy's a very accomplished composer. And apparently, you know, it, it, you got to have some skill. You can't just throw a game like this together with no ability. You know, the, this guy, he's a he's a multi-talented guy. He does programming just like David Whitaker. Remember, we've been talking about him lately. Same deal. Let me ask you a question, Boat, because this is one area that I don't have an answer for. Um how similar – take out the vegetables and all the other crap, right? Boil the game down. How similar is this? Are there games on the phone or on the old PCs that are exactly like this? I mean, is this a clone effectively, or is this something – is there anything fresh here? No, there's nothing fresh here. Okay. I mean, all these games are exactly – the way that – it's sort of like slot machines. You know how there's like bonus games and slot machines, but at the end of the day, you know, you're just trying to get things across or in a diagonal. It's the same yeah. sort of thing. Um, what, what makes this game unique is that it's a new game for the Amiga, and I think the vegetables look cool. Actually, I take it back. The shopping mode, I don't – I don't know if I haven't played enough match three games to know if that's like a thing, but I would imagine with as many match three games as there are out there that there would be a, a, a variant where a goal would be to collect a certain number of colors or whatever they are. So, right. I mean, I don't play, I don't worry. I never got into that. I missed all the, uh, you know, I never worried. It was a phone guy, as you know. And so, and by the time I got in, the games had become just like regular games. It wasn't just like all this puzzle stuff. So I didn't know, but I had a feeling that this was just a, a game that had been done before on for the Amiga. But hey, I will say this: if you're going to do a game that's been done before, like do a good job. And it is. There's I, there's not a darn thing wrong with this game. I, I don't know what. Do you know what this is selling for? Let me see if I can find yeah, they, it. Yes, because I bought it. How much did we pay for this boat? Name your own price. Oh, bam! Now that's see, that's the way you do it. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good that's a good deal. And listen, it's it's definitely like I said, it's it's something if you're into puzzles. Or you just want to have something new for your Amiga? I think it's. I think it'd be a good pickup, Boaster. Yeah, um, absolutely. This is. Uh, I, if you like, first of all, if you like match three games and you like the Amiga, this is a no brainer. This is a, an Insta purchase. Uh, but even if you are not, you know, if you're not a match three person and you just want a cool, chill out game that does have some different play modes that you can experiment with, you could do a whole lot worse than 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 Vegetables Deluxe. I would be much more critical of this game if they went the old tiny little slug route with the pricing and tried to get over you know $24.99 for an ADF. This is this is the way to do it. Yeah. Um I uh, looked this up on the old lemon boat. And uh the lemon actually has a score on the original vegetables but not on vegetables deluxe. But let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, they they gave it 4.29. Of course you've got seven people voting. This is real new. Mm -hmm. So I would take that score and, and just 
and just throw it out. Me too. Me too. Did you get any Discord hot Discord action on this? We did. We did get some Discord action. Uh, let's see. We've got the one and only Chris Folds writes in. He says, a match three game. This genre has been done to death on mobile with sick, slick visuals and super effects. This Amiga rendition discards that tried and trusted formula and as a result suffers. Firstly, there are precious few sound effects or visual rewards for completing sequences. No mega bonus flashy stuff here. Secondly, an 8x8 grid. This That is way, way too many. Starter levels should be 5x5 five five at most. And lastly, it's all mouse-driven for some unknown reason, removing that lean-back experience. Rarely for an Amiga game, it has music in-game. Thankfully, you can mute it as it grates quickly. Overall, I found it a bland experience, but kudos for making an Amiga game. That's one thing that they probably could have done to, to spice things up a little bit is change yeah. the size of the grid. Um, I didn't think about that, but starting off with a smaller grid and slowly expanding, that would at least give you, you know, something to, but like you said, it's so hard to die that, you know, a five by five grid would be even easier to complete. So I, I will know. say uh, just me personally, I can't tell you the number of times that I would get rock and I'd get rolling and then I would hit the wall. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a big, that is a big grid when you're missing like one thing, you know, I'm not sure I would have. I, I think I would have also liked an option where the hint button would just go away. Yeah. Because I don't mean what the it's sort of like it's sort of like a mulligan, right? Yeah. Uh, I would. I, and also, again, at the fact that after you sit there for a while, they just automatically start doing it. I don't like that either. So that's all things. Those things I would not do. Yeah, I would definitely get rid of the auto hint and then give you the option to get rid of the hint button altogether. Both of those are sound sound suggestions from you. Mm. Uh, Pixels of Dawn writes. My experience with match three games is pretty limited, aside from a bit of Candy Crush, but I had a lot of fun with this one. It's visually simple, sure, but I much prefer a cleaner look with the cute blinking vegetables, and the effects when you match four or five are satisfying. The music is excellent, with the option to turn it off, and the different game modes switch your strategies away from the normal match three fare. It could definitely do with a bit more polish and sound effects, but it's a fun game for what it is, seven out of ten. So a positive review from Mr. At Dawn. You know, I will say something else. I, they do have a cool effect when you blow up a, a, a column or a row mm -hmm. or both. The, the, it, there's a big explosion and the screen shakes. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You I know, didn't so think that, the that effects was, were too bad. Really, I, what would have helped this game, um, what would have what a mile for this game is having, uh, is having had the uh, uh, some more tunes. You know, the tunes add a lot to it. And maybe even have some, like, a few more backgrounds or something. Something, mm -hmm. you know, just like Tetris does. I mean, Tetris right. doesn't reinvent the wheel with every level, but they just do something. So when you're staring at this thing for an hour, you're not just seeing the same thing over and over, hearing the same thing over and over. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Variety is the key to uh, to, to puzzle games. Having having some variety in the background, the music, something to, to, to take your mind off the fact that you're literally repeating the same actions mindlessly for hours. Yeah. So, Aaron, we've closed the book on vegetables, but let's open the book on some of the stuff that's been going on over in our Amigos community. Aaron, uh, we've had probably one of the hot, most hotly contested high score battles of all time going down on the uh, the Amigos high score channel over on Discord. I knew that this was going to be a barn burner because everybody loves Parasol Stars, but I was not expecting, I was not expecting a score like this. So Z9K9 has a score of 1,611,240. This may well be the high score, the world high score for this game, Aaron. I've looked around and I cannot find any score as high as the score that Z9K9 posted. We have some, we have such talented people in our it's Discord. Very good, Bode. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't stand that game to play to a million. I would, I would, I, I, I wasn't as big a fan of Parasol Stars as you were. Yeah, I love Parasol Stars. Uh, and over on the Specky High Score ch uh, page, we are doing the uh, the new game, much like Vegetables was a new game. We're doing more tea, Vicar. And uh, let's see here. We've Hard. got a uh, high score, and I posted I posted scores for both of these games. I did much better in Paris All Stars than I did for Morty Vicker, although I'm in the same place in both of them, next to last. Uh, but 
Z9K9 again leads the charge uh, with 49,850, followed uh, by Mitsuyama uh, coming up in second place. So uh, if you want to jump in and you're a member of our Discord community, remember, all it takes is a dollar a month to uh, join the Discord through Patreon. Uh, you can jump on in and take part in all the hilarity. Um yeah, so that's that's sort of what's been going on over on the uh, on the on the on the Discord, Aaron. Um, we did get uh, some new uh, supporters this past week. Uh, it's been a, been a good week for the Amigos community. We've added quite a few folks to our to the team. Uh, we have a new Amigos VIP, Aaron. Uh, this is a new, relatively new uh, rank within Patreon that has come to light. Uh, basically, if you're an Amigos <laughs> VIP. Not it only delight, yeah. It's, it's it amazing how those things are hidden in there. It is. I never it do. is. One day, just the, the the scales fall from your eyes, and there it is. Um, you know, not only do you become a member of the Amigos Game Selection Committee and help the committee choose the games for us to play every week, but you also get a room of your own on Discord where you can talk about whatever the heck you want to talk about. Uh, Sounds sketchy, boot. Yeah. Well, it who, could who knows sketchy. what's going on in those? You don't know. No. Uh, and so we want to welcome Daniel Crabtree, Dan, uh, my my friend in real life. Uh, like I said on Discord, now that both Hatchad and Dan are on Discord, that represents a hundred percent of my real life friends. So it's great. So sad. Um, you and got so, more friends than that, boat. No, give me no. a break. So anyway, we welcome Dan. Dan, veteran, twenty year veteran of the United States Navy. Uh, played, oh. yeah, played trombone in the Navy band. Was stationed in Japan. My whole Japan. Every story I tell about my Japan trip, when, I'm, when all the retro gaming stuff, I went to see Dan, and Dan was with me. Okay, so was Dan uh, on a ship or a sub? Where was he? But he was he was mostly stationed on land, but he did have some sea deployments as the the naval band was called out the various places. I'm going to be asking him a lot of questions about the navy. Oh well, he he knows a lot about it. I can tell you that. Um, he actually just posted a video on our Funky Tunes channel of him live on Estonian television, Aaron singing Uptown Funk with the Navy Band. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. <laughs> he is a VIP. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> we also want to welcome uh, Amigos Game Selection Committee member uh, Bernard Quinn. Bernard Quinn has joined us. Uh, uh, he has been a longtime uh, oh, yeah. supporter of the channel. Um, and uh, he's recently decided to become a member of the AGSC. So uh, thank you to Bernard. Help us for- out. Help yep. us out, man. Yeah, pick some good games for us. Thanks for And finally, out. we have two new uh, two new Amigos supporters this week, Super Fami King and yeah. Crazy Loomis. Yeah. They both have joined us this week, so we welcome them to the fold. They jumped and, right in, too. I love and, that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast if you want to join the party. Um, now... Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't thank all of our fine, fine Twitch subscribers. You know, if you if you uh, like watching the show live on Twitch every Friday night, plus the other streams that we have going on, Aaron's going to stream tonight. Tomorrow, we're going to do Ask the Amigos, uh, and so you can tune in for that. Uh, if you want to support the show through Twitch, you're welcome to do so. That also gives you access to our Discord channel. Uh, you can join the, the party with Rule of Thirds, L. Curtis B., Retro Jerry, Frodo and L., Mitsuyama, Christian Russell, Negsol, Da, D.A. Krabs, MTG, <laughs> Macintosh Librarian, The Slow Norris, Pints and Amiga, Captain Chaos DK, Lamatza, Jigglebox, Wild World of Retro. Wing Chun Wolf, Gary Heather, Eeyore4077, Blue Train, Hermski, and Buck Owens. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Twitch. Was there a guy in there named Da? It, I, it, it was it was a bomb six the bass situation there for a second. I couldn't figure cool. out, I couldn't, I couldn't decipher it. But then I realized it was DA, or maybe it's Da Crabs. Oh, it's Da Crabs MTG. The Crabs, Magic, the Gathering, Aaron. I'm disappointed that we don't have a supporter that's just named Da, yeah. <laughs> like a Russian. He's just like, yes, <laughs> yes. All right, Aaron. Last week, we had a bevy of uh, entries in the Patreon song contest. Lots of people wrote in with the correct answer. Last week was the Oasis tune, Live Forever. I really enjoyed doing that, getting in touch with my inner um, um, Gallagher. Yeah. So get the watermelon out. 
Con- congratulations to uh, Pixels at Dawn, Christian Russell, Hermski, Jigglebox, Paul Kitching, Mitsuyama, Bomb the Bass, Pac Billy, Chris Folds, Bundy, Lobsterminator, and Level Lord. You all got the correct answer. Well done. So this week, if you know the Patreon song, uh, send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and I will read your name aloud on the next episode. Hit it. William Vitterscar, Heavy Systems Inc. Bundy Frag, Lord Mark Byland. Olaf Ho. Hermski Jonah, a.k.a. Simeon Banks, Ethan Little. Alien Breeder, Day Velociraptor. Calvary Boy, Lane Denson, Luke Hudson. John Cook, Bomb the Bass. Roshi Frodo, ML Soul, Incisor, Tech Mage. Jurgen, Mr. Cola. Daniel Williams, Bernard Lucas. Jerry Dennington, Zorgla, Commodore Kid. Reflections, I'm in Ledge, Captain Crispy. Kilobytes and caffeine. Gary had the three lunch cave. Fox, David Pickford. Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones. Lobsterminator, 10 minute Amiga Retro Cast. Bernard Quinn. RMC, Tim Drew, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Rob O'Hara, Matthew Laramore. Andy Craig, Shanzo, Mark Bid, Rollenberg, Andrew Moss, Joe the Zombie, Leaf Kellogg, Alan Kabar, Checo Taylor, the Lord John Marshall, Matthew Carroll, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy. See the slow north step on Sorgon Mortensen, Edvin Helen, Blendo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Lauren Sharu, Graham Vepkey, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles. Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nadd, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Robert Stein, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Terry, Jason, Let me tell you something. The guy on the left is real good, but that dude on the right sucks. You need to get... <laughs> You need to get that guy out of here. I've been he really cheesed the end of, of that band. song up, too. Come on. What was that? You need the, more he's, verses. He's definitely the Pete Best of the group. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he is. Get that guy out. All right, Aaron. Next week on The Amigos, we will be back one more we time. We will? What? Yep. <laughs> I was not informed. We're going to come back and do it again? We're going to oh, be man. playing... It's a game from the 90s, Aaron. Yes! It's a game called Clax. No! <laughs> Clax, <laughs> yeah, it's the Klax arcade time. puzzler. Yeah, and so oh. it's back to back puzzle weeks on the on the Amigos. This was suggested by Amigos Game Selection Committee member Chris Folds. So we thank I, him for voting I had to on fire it. My we thank, port, we my thank port the committee. Paris' screen back up for that one because there's a, this thing <laughs> got ported to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks as always, everybody, for listening. Like I said. Uh, we want to thank the fine folks that have joined us live in the chat this evening. We had pretty good chat going on right now. Of course, we've got our A-class moderators that wield the band hammer with abandoned Duncan Styles and Pixels of Dawn Gaming. Thank you guys so much for keeping the unruly crowd under control. We've also got Amiga Cami here, Amiga Live. Uh, we got Barkbit, Brock101, Buck Owens is with us, Christian Russell, Crazy Loomis, He's crazy. the Crabs, MTG, or Da Crabs, MTG. Is <laughs> yeah, that's the way it be said. Edvin Helland, live from the Man Cave in the Frozen North, is with us. Frodo and L in the Low Countries. We got Fotopayer, Gary Heather is with us, Jigglebox, 
Great Owl G has woken up early to join us. Well done. Hermski is here. I am Paul H. Bossman in the house. Bossman's working hard on this next Patreon song, Aaron. I'm oh, not going to lie to you. This is this is something that is is a mammoth undertaking. A bottom like undertaking. He doesn't phone a man boat, unlike uh, you know guy on the right. The, yes, yeah, I yes. L. Curtis B. has joined us. He's taken a brief respite from the Coco World to join Amiga Land. Uh, we've got Lord Soup with us, who was just given a gift sub from Da Crabs. Da oh, Crabs, MTG. Crab Soup. Mitsuyama is with us. Olav Hope. Paul Kitching. Picard 2010. DeRosha. Ricky DeRosha is here. <laughs> Rob Flack. You, you like that? Rob Flack <laughs> over here is here. What are you, horse shack all of a sudden? <laughs> I, I try. I try. <laughs> BNK, Vigoro Pros, and Z9K9, Arcade Score Champion. What a lineup. Yeah, man. What a lineup. All right. So next week, we will be back with Clax. Join us tomorrow, if you will, <laughs> tomorrow at uh, sometime in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, let's to, say uh, four. Yeah. Right? Around four. For Ask the Amigos. We're going to answer Discord's questions. It's always a good time. Who knows oh, man. what will be asked and who knows how we'll answer. We'll see you guys next time. Until then. Adios. Adios.